and sharks and all different flavours. Come along with us. Let's meet. Hello, I'm Tanya. Sarah and I spoke with Marta as part of this podcast series, Let's Meet the Neighbours. Marta grew up in a small German village in an area that following World War II came under Russian control. Now, it is a small province between Poland and Lithuania along the Baltic coast. During our conversation, Marta pointed on a map to indicate the journey her parents walked with a pushcart during the war, a distance we estimated to be about 400 kilometres. Even after all these years, it is still difficult for Marta to talk about this time in her life. She was, however, more than happy to tell us about the joy she felt bringing up her children in the community of South Fremantle. So sit back with a coffee and let's meet the neighbours. Somebody said to us, you can put the Germans wherever they want to, they will study. It doesn't matter if they would have put us to Melbourne, which we should have gone first, to Melbourne, to Bonagilla. But uh, here the refinery was very important that that got on the way. And that's why we didn't have any children. And that's probably why that put us out in Fremantle. And it was work. Yeah, it was lovely. And look, I must say, not one day, I, I love here South Fremantle. I love it. I, I mean, even so, we never had any arguments with people. Good neighbourhood. Wonderful, wonderful. But it's up to you too. And I got so many friends. As last year, as I celebrated, <coughs> as I celebrated, Brighted my 90th birthday. I had 60 people there. What were the living conditions in Germany? They were not very good because it was after the war. There were no rooms, no houses, and we didn't have any money to buy anything. You could buy things, but we didn't have any money because we didn't have a job. Mm. Especially me, I um, I was three years under the Russians. Also, I came back to West Germany, and if I applied for a job, for a job, um, have you got some police reference? Is it? No, I haven't worked in Germany. I just come from there and there and nothing. So I lived with my sister for some time and then I met my husband and he went away. He went over to South Germany. So after six months, I followed him. And how did you meet him? Uh, my husband worked at the railway and my brother-in-law worked at the railway and all his friends worked on the railway and I met quite a lot of young people but I picked my husband. <laughs> so tell us about when you moved to Scott Street. Um, we came out 1954. We were three weeks in Northern 
in the camp. Are you only allowed to stay three weeks or you? No, 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 no. Some people stay for months. Well, it was up to you? Yeah, it was up to us, but Leonard wanted to be reunited with me. Uh, after three weeks, we learned a bit of English, and my husband got a job at Quinana Refinery that got built at that time, 54. Was he involved in the building? Uh, no, he was a motor mechanic on a trucks. And um, then we came off the boat with five pound and that was all the money we had. And so my husband, he got a few dollars and then he went to Fremantle and looked for a house, somewhere to live anyhow. So um, we found a house in Jenkins Street, number 11, that belonged to a Greek, um, um, what you call it, he made suit. Tyler. Uh, Tyler. And we had to pay five guineas for the house. We didn't know nothing about it. Uh, there was all full of white and there was no bathroom, there was no washhouse, there was just bare walls, walls. So and nothing um, else, nothing else around. No. Well, we had to do what we could. Mm -hmm. And my neighbor next door, the copper was the copper was in the, in the garden, and I got some branches together and made a fire and boiled my washing there, and my next door neighbor saw that and she came with an armful of branches and she said oh because she knew i couldn't speak english that's fake fire well i knew what it was and uh, so i took it and i had my copper lit and that was not then we came to talk about it and oh you come from germany yeah oh you like coffee don't you <laughs> yes like coffee and uh, she came and um, made a cup of coffee, which was not very nice. <laughs> I must say that I can't say it now because she's not she, here. No, because she made it with milk. Oh. You know, yes. coffee. Secure um, your coffee and then milk on top of it. It was revolting, but I drank it. And I lived, but then after we got to know each other a bit better, and I asked him in my place to have a cup of coffee, and she said, "Oh, Martha, your coffee is different." <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, well we lived there about two years. So my husband and my husband they went for look where we could get a house. And it was just here on Scott Street. That was 1,200 pound. But we had to have 350 pound 
deposit. My husband earned a bit of money. He worked Saturday and Sunday and we got a £350 together. And uh, we bought that house next door. And we lived there for 40 years. And then my husband built this. We settled in there. And I loved it because I had my own kitchen. All the colors, it didn't matter. Greek had, had it before. And they had green and blue and yellow and all the colors in the house. But it didn't worry me. But then uh, my husband went on, Ryan came in. And my husband went on top of the roof to have a look where the leaking is. And we didn't have a ladder, we didn't have nothing. And he boxes he put up to get up the roof. He fell down and he broke his ankle. So he couldn't work? No, he, my husband was sick for a long time, but you know, with Australian friends, we had the, they worked at Trapsietti, David Bond and Clem uh, Booth, they were the bosses from Trapsietti, and they gave Linhardt a job where he could clean the guts out, whatever it was, where he could sit down. But I worked at the biscuit factory, and I couldn't talk English. Were uh, there many other Germans? Yeah, yes, there were quite a few German people, but, you know, you couldn't talk, you had to work. And uh, I couldn't speak English. Unfortunately, they put me in a factory, and I couldn't stand that the machines going and I got dizzy and then the four lady came and she said and how did you feel I said not very good anyhow they put me in that into the cake house where they make the Swiss rolls and chocolate rolls and lemon rolls and there was three ovens fired by wood and we had three men on our ovens and as he knew I was German, he said, oh, another Nazi. Well, it didn't worry me. Did you get much it, of that? No, n not, not really, because I was not much involved in a factory with all the other people. I was in a Kaikos, there were only 10 or 12, and I had to buy the sponges up. The baker made the sponges and they came in a big pot and I had to scoop them out, put them on a scale, scoop them out and put them on a scale. And then I put them in a tray and somebody else flattered it out. Then they came in a rack and then they came into the oven and then somebody else took them out, put jam in there and rolled it up. And, and how I, long did you do that? Ten years. Can you talk about the ways in which the street has changed? And then on a corner there, um, Schley, Schley, in a, when I go past there now, in a garage, they had a little outlet on 
cool drinks and ice cream and things. Oh. They're in the garage when people went to the beach. And opposite was all iron shades like they have over there. And they had the machineries and all sorts of things. And, but then came America's Cup that all got pulled down and the beach got renovated. And because you had big rocks there, and in 1956, there was a very big storm here, and the water came from the scene over to the street with rocks and with everything. Up to this street? Yeah, and all the other streets. But you wouldn't know that now because it's all full of bushes and there are no rocks there now. And was it a good neighbourhood? Were people welcoming and friendly to you? Well, I must say, we, we only lived in this street and all the neighbours we knew then, that was okay, but we didn't have much time. After 10 years, I got pregnant and I had my son and that was the highlight of my life. And well, I stopped working at Mills and Wears and as Stephen was a bit bigger, I went house cleaning all over the place. And that's how I earned a bit extra money. Because I must tell you, we didn't have a towel, not a sheet, not a blanket, nothing. We had to buy everything. And Ellen Johns, John Ellens, so John Ellens, that we had a big factory, they came into the house and we paid it off. They came oh. every week and got the money, a pound or whatever you had to pay off. And that's how I got towels and bed linen and pots and pants. And did a salesman come to the door yes, with the goods? Yes, yes, yes. And you chose? Yeah, well, that was good. And he came and collected the money the next week. The first we picked what we wanted or needed more or less. And uh, then it went on. And I was so happy in that house there. My husband, he fixed the kitchen up and uh, I, you know, I was, I was really, really happy. We've been married over 60 years, so unfortunately he's not here anymore. But uh, he was a good man and he worked hard, really. He done everything how I wanted it. Kitchen cupboard, <laughs> things like that. I mean, we didn't have any ID mask, not a mechanic, no? not a carpenter. But anyhow, we managed and then Stephen was born, that was 1954, no, 64, 64. The first, we didn't want a child because that would stop me from earning a bit of money. But uh, no, we didn't want a child right away. But after 10 years, we were very lucky. And then after another four years, we had our daughter. 36, also I had Stephen. Yeah. And 40, also I had Petra. Today, I can say 
I never would say to anybody, have a child when you are 40. Mm. Because you're not that active anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I did everything for my kids. And I, it's cool, I, I run the canteen and you see that the kids were safe and all those sort of things. But when I see today, the children, they tell the mother and the father what to do. Do you think so? Mm. It's very, it's very it's changed different. a lot, hasn't it? It has. And what did you use for contraception so you didn't have a baby straight away? No. What did you do? Well, my husband was careful. <laughs> That's the only way you the could do. Mm. I mean, there was no, nothing else to protect it. Not minding number 54. Stephen went to the Italian kindergarten and the nuns, they only spoke Italian and we spoke German with him. That was a disaster. She even went to school. The teacher said to me, Mrs. Meyer, you have to do something with your son because he mixes English and German and Italian, he mixes them all up. Well, I had to send them to Alecution up in Martha Street. And Mrs. Crom, Miss Cromwell, she was very, very good. She was a lovely person. And she got Stephen quite good. So did you continue to speak in German with them? <laughs> we tried to, but after the war, we gave up. It's really stupid that we did give up because uh, we took him to the German club for German lessons, which no good. But I mean, now that he's 50, he knows what the value it is to have another language. And he can speak a bit of German, and he understands when we have some, when we have some visitors, and they can't speak English. Well, then he can manage to explain it to them. And were there lots of kids in the street? No, none, because over when did America's Cup came? Nineteen hundred eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Well, Stephen. Grown up, I mean. Yes, but he, uh, no, there were no kids there. And there did they go to Beaconsfield? N uh, no, South Terrace. South Terrace, oh. Yes, lovely. It was a lovely school. And I made cheesecake for practically every week when the teachers had their conference on a Friday, we had morning tea. Yeah, well, I didn't believe the cheesecake they make with the biscuit bottom. I don't like that. I cooked my own pastry and then I put the cheese on top of it. Very nice. And did you run the canteen every day? I was in a canteen every day. Pies, parsley, 
sausage rolls. Vegemite can, sandwich? Well, see, I had no idea running a canteen. Around the corner there was a bakery, and the bakehouse is still standing there. They're not allowed to pull it down because it's very old. He made beautiful sponges and he made beautiful uh, pastry pies and passes. They're very, very, and if I ran out, I hopped in my car and went and got some more. You know, sometimes you can't tell. Sometimes the kids, they buy more and other times they don't. Did most people have a car? Well, my husband, no, no, not really, but my husband made me my, my, have a car, drive my license, drive, get my driver's license, because Stephen, how you can see, he was so heavy, and we had, we didn't have a, my husband had a car, but I didn't have a car, and I had to walk into Fremantle, on the pusher and there were free corns, which I used to go do a lot of shopping there. And um, then I brought it home and I put the shopping on top of Stephen's car, a trolley. And it, three times it broke down because I, I had it loaded full. And then uh, um, my friends, they said, Martha, you're not that's stupid, you can learn to drive the car. So, well, which I got the permit. My husband tried to learn me, no success. <laughs> he the corner, that's how far I went with him. And um, then a friend of ours, he said, well, I take you. And he had um, a little, um, Oh, I forgot now, a little car, not very big. My husband had a Vanguard, you know a Vanguard? Yes. No, oh, big thing. One weekend we went out driving, and another weekend he laid under the car and fixed it. <laughs> yeah. And the buses didn't come down here? Yes, the, at first, as we came down here, they just were taking the... Um, the lines off, yes, from the railway or from the tram or whatever. Now, and buses came down there, but I don't know why very seldom we did take the bus. But we were used to walk. Where did you go to school? I must say, my schooling wasn't very much because the teachers were all at war, and usually their wives took the class. And um, I was picked to go upstairs and babysit. So what did I learn? Nothing. So you were at school all during the war? Yes. Well, that is a picture of me. Uh, here. That is East Prussia. That's from where I come. Oh. There, there, close to the Russian border. Way up on the Baltic Sea. Yes. 
And here in Königsberg, it's called Kaliningrad now. That was um, the city of East Prussia. But now, that is, that is um, Russia. They come with their um, train here to the water. And that is um, Poland, I think. That is Poland. Polish mm -hmm. administration, it says. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that's from, you know, that's from where, where I was born. And my parents, as the Russian came in, they walked with the handcart from here over here to here. They were weeks, weeks into mm. Germany. Mm. And then the Russian came and then everything was finished. And so did it seem really different when you arrived here? I saw the different. Oh yeah. Uh, how can I say? Uh, the people were different here too, because in Germany the people went all to a lot of stress and nothing to eat. I mean, also I was here for three years. We went into this, the houses. We are all bombed out. And we went down to the cellars, what people had, um, you know, put in jars. And we tried to get them out and have something to eat. Order, when Russian people cooked, and they had a lot of bones, they threw them away. And we went and collected them, and we cooked them for days we could eat them. You wouldn't believe it, would you? No. And I had to sweep the street one morning. And it was, I had, it was snow and I had to sweep the food park. And uh, some Russian people had put some bread out on the window seals for the birds. And I was the first one and I got it. And I thought, how wonderful when you say, Father Our, give us this day, our daily bread. How lucky I was. To find that bread. I, I guess. And you know, then later on, I was thinking, I should have left it for the birds. But I was hungry. But I don't like to talk about it. No. After the war, when you went to West Germany, was that difficult for you to get there? I went black over the border. I stayed, I stayed with my parents for eight days and I couldn't face the Russian any longer. And my sister, she lived in Lüneburg in West Germany and uh, I went over the border. 
wasn't very easy. No. But I got there. And um, then I stayed with her till some people took me for cleaning. And that was sent God because nobody wanted me because I didn't have any papers. Well, I must, I don't know now, but that time people in Germany were very, very careful. You had to have a police clearance, but I mean, it's today too now, yes. isn't it? Yes, And uh, which I couldn't provide, and that's it. And my sister, she had four children, and she only had one room, which probably was so big like that, and she put a bed up for me. I was, a, I was a very good housewife, I must say that. And I loved my children, and I, and I loved being here. Honestly, true, I love being here. Oh, those people that we pass in the street, you see them at the shops and down at the beach. They're all different shapes and all different flavors. Come along with us, let's meet the neighbors. There's a lady in red walking with her mates. Talking and laughing and they'll never be late There's a mother and a baby with the dog on a bike Flying down the road Oh, what a sight The lovely old lady has a vest on the bench Straight across the road on the way to the beach She's always got time for a smile and a chat All the dogs love her Cause she'll give them a pet in the street, you see them at the shops and down at the beach, they're all different shapes and all different flavours, come along with us, let's make